Hey guys, this is Pastor Scott, and I want to thank you so much for sharing this time together. My prayer, as always, is that something said will fortify, strengthen, encourage, and equip us to become everything that we were created to be. We spent the last few months actually sharing this time with other pastors and leaders and ministers in our local area. And I am so blessed today to be able to introduce to you and uh, those of you that are from the area, you're going to know her. Everybody that knows her loves her. Uh, and she is a gift not only to her church, uh, Grace Kingdom, but she's a gift to the body of Christ, Miss Pat Parks. She is a deacon there. She is a minister of the gospel. And she is what I would refer to as a Proverbs 31 virtuous woman. What a great compliment. Um, and I don't give that out lightly. But uh, Miss Pat, it is so good to have you here sharing this time. Well, it's great to be here, Pastor Frazier, and I'm honored uh, that you would even, uh, that the Holy Spirit through you yeah. would acknowledge the gift and, and would allow me an opportunity to share with our community and with those abroad. Amen. I'm just really excited about being here and excited about the work of the ministry and what God is doing in this day and in this time. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you were telling me right before uh, we went on that not only are you actively involved in your church and you have been ministry there, uh, but you're also, you said, the associate chaplain at the local hospital here. Absolutely. Is that right? Yes. How, I, how did that come about? Uh, Graylin Carlton is the chaplain there, and I've known Graylin for a long time. And um, he was he was talking about the faith health connect, being a faith health connector and then he said that the Lord just led him that he needed help in the work there at the hospital so he thought about me mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, I'm excited about doing that and, and my work as in the in the medical field you know I'm a retired nurse uh-huh. so I have some uh, understanding of the medical part of it and then understanding what people go through when they're going through sickness and and death and issues that they deal with I can understand that part and then through the ministry part you know being able to deal with them and understand their feelings and and relate to them so I'm excited about that in fact in August I will be starting my CPE which is my clinical training at Baptist Hospital in Winston-Salem. Awesome. That is awesome. Uh, we'll get clinical experience. Yeah. It'll be a, it's a from May until from August until May of next year. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that and seeing what the Lord is going to do, where He's ta- going to take me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's excellent, <laughs> and I, I I I love the even the course of this conversation already. I love where it's going because uh, obviously um, we are very aware of what's needed as far as ministry to our spirit um, and and even to our soul, uh, our mind, our emotions, our will. But, you know, thank God for people who also understand uh, the need for anointed people to minister even to our bodies. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so for God to put you in a place like that, um, does it give you the opportunity to um you know, to pray for people and to be able to use your insight. Um, I, I know you look for those opportunities, oh, but yes, it seems like absolutely. this would be a great opportunity for that. It is, it is, most certainly. And and the thing is, is as you were saying during the introduction, m- many of the people in the community 
already know me because mm -hmm. of my work in the medical field. And uh, it's just amazing when you go into them. In fact, I, I ministered to a family in March. Um, the husband was, was transitioning. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just so happened that I had exercise class with the lady at the Y <laughs> okay. when I went in. And, yeah. and it was just just able to minister to them. And, and, you know, people feel comfortable, more comfortable when there's someone that they that they know on a personal level. Sure, They sure. really do. Yeah. If um, I, I've said this often, if, uh, if, if people know that you care, They'll care what you know. What you know, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and and absolutely. I know that that is that's a truth. And you know when you have uh, built up so much equity, not only in the church world but in the community, in the community. Um, building up that equity, people trust you. Absolutely. Um, and boy, what a great thing, especially in this day that we live in, because so many people have lost our trust over the years and. Uh, it's it's hard to say this, but as a pastor, I think I can say it. Even with even in the church world, oh yeah, you know we've had our trust damaged. Um, but but there's something I see you doing, and that's sort of what I want to talk about. I believe that you know obviously these days are different. They're different than any other days. Yeah. I believe certainly it's different. It's a different season than anything I've experienced in my lifetime. Oh, at least I can go back and. Uh, some of the tragedies within my lifetime have been based around events. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it was, you know, JFK assassination, whether it was Martin Luther King assassination, uh, Watergate, uh, even up to 9-11, it, it was an event. But this seems to have some longevity to it. Oh, yes. And, um, you know, the Lord told me not too long ago, really impressed on my heart, that um, we've been good at doing church but we weren't very good at doing life. Oh, absolutely. I understand that. You understand what I'm saying <laughs> by do, that? I and do. so I believe that this is giving us the opportunity to truly take what we believe out of the four wall structure of quote unquote church and, you know, putting boots on the ground. And, you know, we're having to live it out on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and, uh, you know, not hiding behind stained glass. But uh, how do you see? the ministry and the effectiveness of the church going forward. Um, I know you know that we're in exciting times. It's, it's, it's something like we've never seen before. Exactly. Um, but what can we look forward to? What are some of the things that we can do to advance the, the gospel in a more effective way? Well, I just in thinking about it, I think I understand where the scripture says, go out into the hedges and the highways and compel <laughs> them to come mm -hmm. because most definitely we need to get outside of the four walls. Um, I remember part of my training in human services when I started taking the human services classes and I realized the need of the people. And I, for a moment I felt like I had been living in a, in a bubble mm. because I was so unaware of the struggles that, that mothers have, that uh, have the struggles that children go through. And, you know, sometimes we live in secluded lives. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's where I had found myself. But then I realized that it's more than uh, just what we do when we come in on Sunday morning. We sing and we praise and we hear the word. But really what needs to be done is in the community. Absolutely. Out there where the people are hurting. Where, and, and the thing is, 
we have to meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. And we definitely live in a culture. I think the culture here in Wilkes County, I grew up here, basically. We moved here when I was three years old. So all of my education, my work, and everything has been here. And it's a different culture than it was years ago. Mm-hmm. And we see people at a different uh, level. People are hurting in so many different ways. Yeah. They have experiences as children that come into adulthood that we have to learn to deal with right. and we have to understand that when when you say it's different now than it was when you were three and i didn't realize that you've lived here ba- uh, and basically your your whole life right, right um and so all of your life experiences have been within the context of wilkes, wilkes county, county. um <laughs> so, so if anybody has earned the right to speak for it, it would be you um what are some of the differences that you see today? Some of the things that are good and some of the things that are not so good? Um, hmm. Well, I think probably today, um, the opportunities are different now. Um, there was a time, well, when I was younger and, and then going to school, I think there was more opportunities, but then than there are now. Uh, In my work, I have learned that people, as far as housing, the Mm -hmm. needs of the community are just so great now that uh, we don't that we don't have that we had in the past. I think in the in the past, you could um, there was job opportunities. You know, we had furniture, we had textiles. And but now you don't have all that. So uh, so it's different When, when industry leaves an area. I don't think people understand how it cripples that area. It does. Um, it does. Because I grew up, um, well, I grew up all over, but I spent most of my childhood in Danville, Virginia. Oh, okay. And so, you know, that's Dan River fabrics and textiles, and then you've got a, a, a major Goodyear plant that's there. Um, as long as those plants are, are thriving, they're the providing. But exactly. as soon as they shut down, um, it, it really does cripple a community to the place where now you've got more mouths to feed than you have jobs to give. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there's something that I, maybe we can segue into this. I've noticed that um, because, because we have been so proficient in doing church, and you said it was like being in a bubble sometimes, uh, have you noticed that some of our lingo in church only works in church? Absolutely. You know, so, some of our conversation, <laughs> you know, we'll say things in church and expect everybody to understand what we're saying. You know, if we say, you know, well, you know, he'll make a way. Okay, well, that means something to us in the church. But somebody that's looking for a job or somebody that's looking for, we can't just tell them to, you know, hey, throw some oil on it or, you know, let, no, let him have his way. You know what <laughs> no, I'm saying? No, we can't do that. Yeah. So I think we have, we're having to sort of retrain our vocabulary. Exactly. To, like you said, if we're going to meet people where they are, we don't have to change our message, but we do have to change our language. Our language. We don't, do. don't you we think? Do. I think that's, that's so true. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of young people today. There's more information than ever, but there seems to be less wisdom than ever. And I think that young people are searching for genuine truth, uh, not just facts, but they're searching for truth. And you can even see it within some of the demonstrations. And oh, yes. I, it, it's frustration that's wanting to be heard. Um, 
If we're not gonna solve that with three songs and three points in a poem and every head bowed and every eye closed, how do you think that we as church leaders can come together and really impact our, our community? Our community? Yeah. Um, first of all, I think there has to be communication um, with, with the younger people or with people in general. Mm -hmm. And when we have to be open to in that communication, it has to be open to to understand that that person's perception of what is going on is real to them. Um, you know, and when we can't just think, okay, they're saying this, but it's not because we don't think it's real. It's not real to them. But it's real to them. It's real to them. Right. And that's the whole key to to ministering to that person, mm -hmm. because if it's real to them, and you have to understand, what I have learned is that. Nine times out of ten, there is a deeper-seated issue that is causing them to feel the way they, Absolute, they do. Absolutely. There's they always do. something. There's a root under the fruit. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And it is like, I don't know if you've ever dealt with, a, if you leave an onion out long enough and it starts to sprout, mm -hmm. you have to peel away so much of that onion before you can use it. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the way we, that we are sometimes as people. When we have emotions, we have feelings. But when you really get down to what is the underlying cause, mm -hmm. why do you feel this way? Why do I feel like um, that I'm not good enough? Mm -hmm. uh, why do why do I feel like what has happened in my past that has made me feel that way? Yeah. And so when when somebody is is communicating that to you, you have to be open to understand and realize that that is very real to them. What they're feeling at this moment is very real. Yeah, I I think that a lot of people. Uh, even people that are demonstrating, even people, I know sometimes people that have an outburst of anger, like you said, nine times out of 10, the thing that they, that triggered that anger is not really the, that's not really the problem. That was just the trigger. The trigger. You know, mm -hmm. um, and I'm like you, I think we need to come together and realize, and, and that's where we have to shift from sympathy to empathy. Mm -hmm to where we can move in and say, look, I don't, whether it's real or not, it's real to you. Exactly. I know there are people before that have said, you know, Pastor, you hurt my feelings. And I used to try to justify why I didn't. So like, no, I didn't, I didn't say that, or I didn't do this. And I, but at the end of the day, I realized, you know what? It doesn't matter. What matters is your feelings are hurt. hurt. And if I did anything, even if I was quote unquote right, don't you think we have to kind of get away from who's right and who's wrong and let's let God be true? Let and God be, no. Exactly, we do. Yeah, we I do. think we need to get to the place where we realize that Jesus, it's not either. He's not an either Jesus. He's a neither Jesus. <laughs> neither Jesus. Don't you okay, think? Okay, I like that. Yeah, and, and you know, Paul said, he didn't say we were either Jew or Greek. He said we're neither. 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 Yeah. That's and, it. So, I don't know. I've looked at, you know, if you look at the way Jesus taught about structure and finance and things like this, you would think he was a conservative. But if you looked at the way he dealt with people, you'd swear he was a liberal. Exactly. And he wasn't either. He was neither. He was he was above it all. And that's what I'm asking God for is that he can bring us to a place where we could minister from the mercy seat. Oh my, that's awesome. Minister that's awesome. from a higher place. And that doesn't mean that we're not afraid to get down at oh, Miss Pat, what can what can we do to help? Somebody's got to build a bridge, or this thing is just going to get so divided 
that it becomes divisive. Oh, yeah. What, what can we do what to build do? a bridge, whether it's racially, economically, socially? Um, what are some of the things that you think we could do? One of the things we can do. Um, Mm, that's a good. Yeah. That's a good. That's very thought provoking. Yeah. Um, I think in, in ministering to people, first of all, we just have, must let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit in people's lives. Um, and it, it was amazing that Pastor was teaching Sunday, which he taught from uh, the twelfth chapter of Saint Matthew, and he talked about when the spirits go out. And then they come back, come back and the house yeah. is all clean. And, and and I had always thought about that as being dealing with sex, drugs, right. you know, any of that kind of, of uh, immoral stuff, immoral yeah, stuff, right. that w- behaviors that we mm-hmm. quote unquote put on it. Sure. But so many times if if that house is not clean, if that when that spirit comes back and if we have not filled the house with love, temperance, goodness, meekness. And I have found that in the in my in the church world that so many times we tell people or try to teach people to let this go and let that go but at the same time we don't give them anything to fill up that emptiness absolutely and that's what we need to do yeah i think from to to help bridge the gap is to allow people or teach people that when you let go of of you've been hurt yeah um maybe there's some unforgiveness or some bitterness that you're dealing with Clean that out, but at the same time, let meekness or temperance or love or joy or peace fill up that space and pray for the Holy Spirit to do that work in the in that life. Yeah. I think that's where we've missed the boat uh, for so long yeah. in the church world. I, I, I was wondering about this, too. I'm not so sure that in trying to create a, a church culture that was, quote-unquote, seeker friendly easy to get along with come as you are we've kind of put the holy spirit in the back room because we didn't want him to embarrass us you know he's you know what i'm saying it's like it's almost like the holy spirit is that uncle that'll get loud at a party (laughs) but you know he's he's a integral part of the godhead most definitely that knows how to pray for us. He's already been in our future. He knows how to order our steps and our stops. And, you know, we need an awakening to just exactly who, not what, but who the Holy Spirit is and what he can do. Um, But I love your thought about if all we do is take from someone, but we don't fill it with something else. With something else. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and, and the scripture says that when that when those spirits come back, they bring seven more with yeah. them. So if if he finds a house that's empty and then that man ends up worse than what he was to begin with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and then speaking of the Holy Spirit, I don't know. I'm sure you are familiar with Dr. Miles Monroe. Yeah. Oh, and he's just yeah. I read a lot from him. And I was, uh, in fact, reading his book about the Holy Spirit, the most important person in the earth. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how that the Holy Spirit um, is the governor. And I think that's what we have lost because this kingdom, the kingdom principle, is all about the Holy Spirit reigning and ruling through us right. through in us. the earth. Yeah. Through us right. in the earth. Um, and, you know, in Psalms 33, it says that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to get back to the point of letting um, God be God. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Letting God be God. Yeah. In every in everything in everything. Yeah. I, I'm 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 like you. I believe that this is. I don't believe that this is a social economic problem. I don't believe that this is a, a denomination problem. I don't believe that it's a political problem. I don't even think it's a race problem. I think it's a lack of God. A problem. lack of God. A lack of God. And if we can introduce and and truly be ambassadors of another kingdom. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. We belong, our citizenship is in heavenly places. And yes, I, I love Miles Monroe. I love that book. And um, okay. oh my gosh, Rediscovering the Kingdom, that book that he okay. did. Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Now I've got that one, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. If you read that like me, you'll read it slow with a highlighter because I really, I really enjoy him. When when he teaches something, he really really goes in depth, and I appreciate that. And, and the thing is, he understands kingdom principle. Yeah, being uh, where he was in in the Bahamas. Yeah, he, he he understands a working of the kingdom exactly way more so than we than do. We do. We're in mm-hmm. a democratic you know democratic republic kind of a thing. Um, I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot, Miss Pat of angry people and you know I, I'm fortunate enough to, I, I pastor um, you know a, a diverse church right right um, there's not many in you know in this area but I'm fortunate to, fortunate enough to be able to pastor one of them and so I deal with you know I deal with white I deal with African American I deal with young I deal with old I say I deal with poor I deal with poorer you know we don't it's not like we don't really have that but <laughs> But the one thing I know about people, no matter what color you are, is if the enemy can get you to stay angry, he wins. He wins. Because anger doesn't make good decisions. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And to me, anger is a sign, like you said, what is existing under that. Um, when Adam and Eve fell, Adam said, God said, where are you? Adam said, I heard your voice and I was afraid. Afraid. First time there's a, everyone was ever afraid was Adam. They have a child, Cain. And God asked Cain, why are you so angry? Anger is the child of fear. Of fear. And when I see people that are angry, I know that there's an existing underlying fear. The only thing that casts out fear is perfect love. Perfect love. love. Perfect love. Yeah. And maybe talk to us about that, about your perception of that, because we know that perfect love, it's not, it's not weak. It's not mean, measly. It's not, you know, like when you talk about, you know, we just need to love people. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, you, you know take the high road, turn the cheek. Don't, <laughs> no, perfect love casts out fear. It's got some power. It does. What can we do to demonstrate perfect love, which is the very nature of God? Perfect love is demonstrated when we accept people as they are. Um, people who have, have been through hurts, who people who have habits, who have hang-ups mm-hmm. that they're dealing with. Yeah. And, and, and we have to love them anyway. Love them through the hurt, through the habit, through the pain. Mm-hmm. And I have found that if, if you love a person enough, they can they can get above the, the anger. 
Um, And when they understand that you accept them for who they are and not trying to mold them and make them into something that you want them to be, but understanding that the, the cross makes us all equal. Yeah. The cross makes every one of us, it's an equal playing field for every Absolutely. one of us. What Jesus did on the cross makes all of us the same. Now, it, it it took care of sexism, racism, classism, all the isms and schisms. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. it was settled with what Christ did. He died once and for all. And when he said it was finished, there's nothing that we can add or take to it right. but except to love one another right. with absolutely. a with an old, unadulterated, pure love, non-judgmental, yeah. uh, non-self-seeking. <laughs> yeah. Miss Pat, what do, you, what do you say, because you just synopsized the gospel, what do you say to your young uh, brothers and sisters who ob- obviously um, no one no one needs to carry around a badge and be judge and jury and executioner on a sidewalk. Oh, we, no, we, no, we no. know, we know that's um, that's not to be. That we understand, but I want us to be able to speak to young, not only African American people, but even young white people. I want us to speak to them because I do believe that they're hungry for truth. I don't want them to lose their drive and their ambition. But how do we tell them that in Christ we really are, you know, we really are one and it is an equal playing field. How, how do we tell them that message without it making, making it sound like that we're wanting them to discredit their race or their history? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm trying to think how, how do how do you say that? Yeah, because that's um, wow. I don't know. I think when we figure that out, that'll be the answer to yeah. that. I mean, don't. <laughs> but but, but don't you think? Don't you think though, as ministers, honestly, as ministers, that that's that's a tough sell for me, um, because I don't want anyone feeling bad or feeling less than because of their skin color, because of their background. You should be proud of your heritage. You should be proud of your history. I grew up Pentecostal holiness. We did more things wrong than we did right. That's how I grew up. But, you know, (laughs) it's kind of like your family. I can talk bad about them, but you can't, you know. Um, (laughs) But I'm proud of my heritage. I don't want to go backwards, but but I'm proud of that. I want us to see the advantages. You're not selling out to say that we're all one in Christ. There are advantages. There are advantages. Don't you think that there are? Because if we ever, if we ever mobilize the kingdom, not just this church versus this church versus this church versus this church, we gotten so involved in building churches. When Jesus said, "Don't build churches," Jesus said, "I'll build the church." You make disciples. Make disciples. Make disciples. Yeah. And that's where we have fallen short. Yeah, absolutely. We built churches. <laughs> yeah. So we've got churches on every street corner, but we're not, we're just making it comfortable for them, but we're not answering problems. But don't you think the issue today is forcing our hand and it's forcing us out from behind from, our walls? It is. It really is. Yeah. And and the thing is, as you said, how do we, how do we become effective, more effective in this day and age? when we go out and it has to be more than than just saying more than just saying you know 
trust Jesus, love him, give your heart to him, they have to see mm-hmm. that that it's really a lifestyle. Absolutely. That yeah. it's really a lifestyle. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It can't just be something we believe on Sunday. No, it can't. Yeah. It can't. Uh boy, this is great. I could do this on and on and I'll tell you and please will you come back? Absolutely. Let's do this again. I mean, I feel like we just scratched the surface, but (laughs) this was so good. And um, I tell you what, before we go, if if you would, you would bless us so much. Can you just pray for this time and pray for for our listeners and absolutely uh, just ask God to bless this absolutely the way you can. (laughs) Absolutely, Father, we just come before you now in this time and this hour, and we thank you most of all that you have given us an invitation that we could come confidently and boldly to the throne of grace that we can find help in the time of need and truly God this is a time this is a time when we look around us that we do need help Holy Spirit we invite you we welcome you to come in the midst of us, to come in the midst of this nation. Father, we pray that your spirit, let your kingdom come and your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lead us and guide us and teach us, God. Teach us how to love one another. Teach us how to respect one another, to honor you in everything that we do. For your word declares that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. So we welcome you to be head of every situation. Every, whatever it is, God, every uh, thing that's going on, we put you as head of it. And we love you, Lord. We just thank you for loving us and for accepting us where we are. Now, we commit to you our lives and our, our thoughts and our imaginations and everything, God. We give it to you. And we come asking in faith, not wavering or doubting. But, God, we believe in your word. We believe in your promise. We understand that everything that we need was taken care of at Calvary. And we can confidently and boldly say that the Lord is our helper. And we trust and depend on you. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. We give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Miss Pat, thank you. Thank you so much well, thank for you this. For and uh, you know that you're always such a blessed, uh, just such a blessed, I don't even want to call you a guest when you come to our house because <laughs> oh, you're, no. you're so you're much family. like family. You, this is home. Yeah, this, yeah, this, <laughs> this is home. home. And uh, hopefully you'll tell Pastor Brent that I would love him to come and do this. And um, I think that what I'm trying to show everyone is that we have more in common than we even know that we do. And uh, if we can grab the things um, that really matter, if your brother offends you, don't grab the handle that your brother offended you. Grab the handle that he's your brother. Absolutely, absolutely. And if we can grab those handles that really matter, I do believe that we're being set up to make one of the greatest stands that creation has ever seen. For the kingdom of God. For the kingdom. I believe It's all for the kingdom. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> Absolutely. it is. Well, listen, guys, I know you've been blessed by this. Um, once you listen, if you'll just share this with your friends, uh, and, and let's continue to build our team, because I do believe that together we can do all things with Christ as our strength. And if this has been a blessing to you, you can reach out to us on our website. You can reach out on Facebook. You can reach out on Instagram. If you'd like to reach out to Miss um, Pat, Patricia Parks, you're going to find her on Facebook, and you can contact her that way. 
Um, and if you want to bless this ministry financially, uh, we have the link where you can give securely. We thank you for all of your support. Help us to do this because we believe that we're truly making an effective difference and you're part of that difference, all right? So until next time, just remember we love you and God loves you so much more than that. Amen. Have a blessed day.